Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hey Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll bring you a short form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Erica Ezefetti. Today I'm going to be talking about diverse romance books, but before we dive in, let's get into our sponsor. Our sponsor is Iron Widow by Sharon Zhao. It is Pacific Rim meets The Handmaid's Tale and is a blend of Chinese history and mecha science fiction. The boys of Huaxia dream of pairing up with girls to pilot chrysalises, which are giant robots that battle the aliens beyond the Great Wall of China. This is despite the fact that the girls die in the process. When Zetian offers herself up as a concubine pilot, it's to assassinate the pilot responsible for her sister's death, but it becomes clear that she is an iron widow, or a female pilot who can sacrifice males to power up chrysalises instead of the reverse. The author describes this as 400 pages of feminist rage, and I'm here for all of it. Once again, thanks to Iron Widow by Sharon Zhao for today's episode. So, so I'm going to be talking about diverse romance. Romance is something, in addition to YA, although YA is obviously not a genre, but um, it's just one of those things, um, as far as genres are concerned, that I personally am getting more into. Um, and I realized, I don't, I don't know personally why I didn't read more romance before, but I realized that it can be a welcome reprieve or kind of like a palate cleanser for, for after I've read like a science fiction novel or something that's kind of heavier personally. Well, science fiction I read tends to be kind of dark, not kind of dark, definitely dark, Usually there's blood and murder involved and some kind of demons and things like that in in efforts to decrease my ever-expansive TBR. You know, you want to kind of, I guess, read as quickly as possible, as fast as possible. I'm sure that, you know, that's also kind of an unrealistic standard, I realize. But I have noticed that for me, reading like a science fiction novel, science fiction fantasy novel, and then romance allows me to kind of like jump back into the genre again. I mean, I I just like the combination of kind of jumping back and forth because I feel like it just helps you to not become tired of or jaded or kind of, you know, just over it in general. So the first book I will talk about is Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. And in it, Lily Hu is 17 and used to keeping to the part of San Francisco that has been carved out for Chinatown. She begins to realize, though, that there is more to her town than this area, and also more to her than being someone who fits within this area. By that, I mean she's beginning to expand her identity outside of being a dutiful, heterosexual Chinese daughter. But just to, you know, make it complicated... 
It is the 1950s and the Red Scare is real. This means danger for her and her fellow Chinese Americans. So when Lily makes her first white friend in the form of Kathleen Miller, a question that has been in the back of her mind starts to come to the forefront. And that is, is it possible for two women to fall in love? Hmm. Lily explores a second life at the Telegraph Club, which is a lesbian bar. So just imagine a lesbian bar in San Francisco in the 1950s. This place is like its own world. It has its own language and culture. Not literally its own language, but you know, sayings and phrases, stuff like that. It isn't without its flaws, though, as Lily has to contend with microaggressions from both gay and straight women. The threat of Lily's father being deported also looms in the background while she tries to make sense of her sexuality and of the blooming relationship she has with Kathleen in this historical fiction. This is on the National Book Awards long list that I believe was released just today or yesterday, pretty recently. And just just interesting as far as uh, marginalized identities, like Lily is obviously, she's Chinese American, she's a woman, and she's gay, she's realizing she's gay, and she's seeking out these kind of like, you know, affirming, affirming environments. She finds that in the form of the Telegraph Club. Unfortunately, when she goes there, she still encounters microaggressions. It's just so um, bonkers to me how, you know, those of us who have marginalized identities and in some cases more than one identity still carry over that toxic ideology or whatever you want to call it from mainstream um, culture. And I think this does a good job of showing how Lily, again, has to contend with not being completely accepted in both arenas of her life and being Chinese American and also being a gay woman. I also think it's interesting the subcultures and stuff that develop as part of these marginalized identities or any, not necessarily a marginalized identity, just an identity like, you know, hobbies and stuff like that. So again, that is Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. The next book I have is called A Very Large Expanse of Sea by Tahera Mafi. This takes place a year after 9-11 and follows 16-year-old Muslim girl Shireen. As you can imagine, being a Muslim and wearing a hijab post-September 11th is especially tough for, you know, a young girl. She drowns it out, though. She just puts her headphones on under her hijab and tries to mind her business. Apparently, though, she lives in racist white people's minds rent-free because she is often on the end of racist tirades and jabs that sometimes result in physical violence. Her breakdancing hobby she does with her brother is one of her only breaks from constant ridicule. That is, until she meets another white student, Ocean, who seems to see past all the labels and stereotypes being thrown her way. She finds herself unable to stop thinking about him, despite him trying to run her phone bill up with constant texts which is just an interesting um, nostalgia moment to think about. Like, remember in the early 2000s when we all had those Nokia brick phones that were like unbreakable and will survive probably the apocalypse. Anyway, tangent over. (laughs) Um, As Ocean gets Shireen to start opening up, she shares her world with him, including taking him to breakdance tournaments. And the breakdance tournaments are basically like her happy, safe space where she doesn't have to feel like the only non-white person. People don't bother her there as much. And she can, you know, just kind of be free and happy. Ocean, though, faces his own ridicule by choosing to explore 
this young, sweet romance with Sharon in this book by the same author who wrote Shatter Me. This is actually another book that was long listed for the National Book Award. I believe when it came out, I believe it came out in 2018 or 19. And that is A Very Large Expanse of Sea by Tahira Mafi. Okay, this next one is really fun and cute. It's called Somewhere Only We Know by Maureen Gu. This is a modern retelling of Roman Holiday, which I have not seen, but I know it stars Audrey Hepburn. So it focuses on the hottest K-pop star of the moment, whose name is Lucky. She's just performed for an arena full of adoring fans in Hong Kong when she decides that the most important thing to do now is to get a hamburger, which girl, same. Like, I always feel like that, whether I perform for adoring fans in Hong Kong or not, but I, I feel you on that. So she, she, in getting her hamburger, she has a few obstacles to overcome. She has to contend with her anti-anxiety meds, her sleeping pills, and giving her entourage the slip. So not surprisingly, she ends up needing help in finding her way back and comes across Jack. So Jack has his own issues. He's trying to reconcile his, the conflicting plans his parents have of him as far as his career is concerned with his dreams of wanting to be a photographer. Lucky and Jack traipse through Hong Kong, like you do, falling in love, of course, but lies threaten to unravel everything. Because you see, Lucky has pretended to be an ordinary girl and Jack is planning to sell photos of her to tabloids to jumpstart his photography career. Now, that is real shady boots, Jack. But anyway, this is a charming romance with fun, witty dialogue and insta-love if you're in for something lighter. And again, that's Somewhere Only We Know by Maureen Gu. So the last on my list for today is called I Want to Be Where You Are by Christine Forrest. So it features Chloe, who is a 17-year-old Black girl with the hopes of becoming a ballerina, much to the chagrin of her mother. Her mother wants her to stay local and the school she wants to go to is in D.C. So she plans a road trip from New Jersey to her dream school in uh, Washington, D.C. She's basically blackmailed into taking her annoying neighbor Eli and his dog with her. So Eli wants to come along because he's hoping to get dropped off at the train station in D.C. in order to shorten his trip to his father in North Carolina. Chloe just can't stand Eli because of something that happened in the past. This issue understandably resurfaces as the road trip continues, as does all the tomfoolery and hijinks that one would expect from a road trip story. I think this is the perfect kind of palette cleansing read to get into as the summer comes to an end. And I think it's interesting too to um, just hear about someone who wants to become a ballerina. I'm always intrigued by reading about, you know, creative people and dancers and painters and things like that always are very interesting. So that's today's show. You can check all the titles out in the show notes if you missed any. Thanks so much for tuning in today as well as our sponsor for making the day show possible. You can follow me on Twitter at Erica underscore E-Z-E underscore. And big shout out to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making me sound like a normal person. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week on the main podcast where I will actually be joined by Jen Northington from Get Booked, another Book Riot podcast, in case you're unfamiliar. Until then, happy reading. <laughs>